Hello and welcome to the St Martin's Football Show. Well, on today's show, we'll be looking back at the midweek action from the Premier League, which saw the North West derby between Liverpool and Man United take centre stage, finally getting the game on. Man United also played Leicester, and then the big London derby between Chelsea and Arsenal, which Arsenal won, which we'll talk about later. I'll be joined by the normal trio then, Tottenham fan Max Noon, even though Tottenham didn't play this week, Arsenal fan Lloyd Bounds, and Travis normal moan Alex Dearsley. Um, we'll start off on Tuesday then. The early game, Man United making 10 changes. No surprise, really. Losing at home to Leicester 2-1. Leicester all full strength. Luke Thomas put Leicester ahead after 10 minutes. Then Mason Greenwood continuing his brilliant form in the 15th minute before Sionchu goal in the 66th minute to get um, Leicester um, the winner then. Ahmed, as he's known, Ahmed Diallo, but he wants to be known as Ahmed with the assist and Tielemans and Old Brighton with the assist for Leicester. We won't touch on Man United on this occasion, but is that Leicester's top four sealed for you now, Max? Um, well, I mean, you'd probably say so. I mean, again, anything can happen, but I'd, I'd say that, you know, I think I have a lot more confidence in them, them now or before maybe you'd expect them or you could say that they could potentially drop out. Um, I mean, I think, I think they definitely have, um, I mean, I think the performance was really good. So I think, just the, the performance alone gives me confidence that they'll be able to secure it, uh, which is, you know, I think is is quite encouraging for the for Leicester. And yeah, I think, I mean, realistically, they're only going to uh, get better as well. Uh, you know, they've they've had some injury problems, and even Vardy's out of form a bit. So yeah, I mean, I think it's quite exciting for them. And now on the, a lot of people said because we made ten changes, Alex. Now obviously you said all players should stop moaning, man, just stop moaning, get on with it. A lot of people, including like. Other fans of top four thought, oh, because Man United made 10 changes, they're disrespecting the top four race, blah, blah, blah. They're giving it away basically to Leicester. What was your stance on hearing people say all this? It's not for me. As far as I'm concerned, you, you've got a squad of premiership players, all paid quite handsomely. No, I'm sorry. that's um, You know me and my opinion on only Gunnar Solskjaer, but I... I got no issue with that. He can pick whoever he wants. Who, I agree. Who is, it for us to, who is it for us to say? You know, the eleven he dropped might have been really poor in training. You know, unlikely. Don't get me wrong. But no, I, I, I don't like that at all. I remember there was a happened a few years ago. Mick McCarthy got fined because he made ten changes. But as far as I'm concerned, they're all employed by Man United to play football. So they're all good enough to get in the squad. And all he can pick them whenever he wants, whenever he sees fit. So I, no, I, I don't read really, it. I disagree with that. That's just my opinion. I think he's, he did nothing wrong at all. I mean, some some players we had starting were not bad. We had the Hayring goal, Eric Bailly, Alex Tellez. We had, obviously, two young England players, Brandon Williams and Turin Zabi. Mata, who hasn't really started. Matic was captain. Van der Beek got his chance. Obviously, Greenwood has been starting. Ahmed Diallo, youngster. Anthony Elinga, the Swedish youngster. So, you know, a lot of youngsters. And we had... You know, looking at our bench, we obviously we had the full 11 on there, didn't we, as well. But all these people saying, oh, Man United disrespecting the top four, no. And like a lot of people said at that time, Liverpool fans, oh, Man United disrespecting the top four, costing teams, no. You haven't got top four up to then because you've been poor this season and you've lost to Fulham, oh, West Brom, yeah. Southampton, Burnley. So don't give us all this rubbish about you disrespecting West Ham. I want West Ham to get top four, but I know Moisey said, oh, it's, it's, you know, and Klopp stuck up for Man United, but all 
you know, Leicester, whatever, Chelsea fans, whatever, Man United. No, if you don't get top four, it's because you've been rubbish all season. End of. Yeah, what about Man- Manchester City? Didn't they make nine changes for their game? Yeah, against, yeah, that's, that's was a it good point. That's what someone, Chris, yeah, someone Crystal asked Palace? No, I'm sorry. That, no, I, you, you've all got squads. You, you've only got, is it 27-man squad? I yeah. think, you know, they're all good enough to play. No, I, I'm, I'm with you on this one, Leon, which is unusual, but I am. <laughs> As well, but, you know, obviously it did work out for Liverpool in the end, which we'll touch on later, but a massive result for Leicester. Then in the other game on Tuesday, not a lot of people, including myself, thought mm, this could be a bit of a boring watch. The Brits could be better to watch. Um, instead, it was quite an entertaining game, really, at St. Mary's to finish. Southampton 3, Crystal Palace 1. Danny Ings, who um, I think Ralph, Ralph Arsenal said a few weeks ago that he was out for the season. And he surprised a lot of people by... Um, starting on um, Tuesday night as well, and he got back on the score sheet. He scored two, in fact, and then Shea Adams with the other one as well. Redmond, Stuart Armstrong, and Shea Adams with the assist, and Ben Teke got one back for um, Crystal Palace. But, you know, Southampton, they was towards the European place at the top. They've died out. You know, if they keep all these players, Lloyd, could we possibly see a Southampton top 10 or European challenge again next season? Uh, I, I definitely do think so. I think uh, towards the towards the end of last season, a lot of people started rating Hasselhut already really high. But I, I really don't like him as a coach. Whenever I watch Southampton, they do they do this relentless pressing. It does work really well. But like uh, that's all they do. Like when it doesn't work, then they can like they just keep conceding. Like there's a reason they've conceded nine nine goals twice in the past like two years. But it's great to see Danny Ings back in good form and scoring. And Shea Adams as well. He's definitely one to watch. And it's something I've found about watching Sampton this year is they've always, I agree, that you know, they're good at the high press, but they've always run ball at the back and especially long balls over the top. We saw that when Son scored, what, four goals at the start of the season when obviously we beat them 9-0. You had a few chances when you lost from in the FA Cup over the top as well. They always look that especially when they don't have Vestergaard. They're always that vulnerable at the back and balls over the top, considering that, well, Vestergaard's about six foot. You know, they're always, that's probably an area. Yeah, if Southampton can work on that area in stopping them long balls over the top, then, you know, it could be top 10 team. But on the other hand, Crystal Palace, a lot of their players are out of contract this season, experienced players as well. Roy Hodgson's out of contract. It looks like he's set to leave. Um, former Chelsea manager Frank Lampard is current favourite to take over the job. Obviously, we said a few weeks ago that Patrick Vieira is interested. Eddie Howe's been linked as well, but it looks like he's moved the Celtics back on. I mean, for Crystal Palace, could this be a, a good move to get rid of all their older players and bring in some new players, Max, and possibly get rid of Roy? Well, I, I definitely think it could be a good move. I think they've got you know, a decent base of, of players in there, um, you know, to work with. Uh, so, you know, I think Roy Hodgson has, has done a, a, you know, a pretty good job, uh, all things considered, you know, keeping them uh, up in the Premier League for, you know, fairly uh, extended amount of time. And I think, I'm not sure if Roy Hodgson is retiring, but I think, um, I think he does get some criticism, but overall, I think he has been very good for Palace. But uh, yeah, I think maybe a, a different direction could be, uh, could suit them. Obviously, they've got you know a good like I said a good base of players to suit a new manager, younger manager, and um, I mean I'd like Eddie Howe uh, to go there probably over all options, but maybe 
he'd prefer the Celtic job. But for him, uh, I think I'd prefer him to go to Palace. Uh, but, you know, I think Lampard could be good uh, as well, potentially. Uh, maybe the experience is kind of the exact opposite of um, having more Hodgson as your manager. But, you know, I think, you know, I think it is definitely the right option for, for Palace going forward in terms of, you know, progressing with what they've been doing. And if Roy was to leave, um, do you think that a championship job or could be a good move for him, Alex? I don't know, to be fair. I think he's done a really good job at Palace. And um, I don't know if he'd be too old and just wants to retire, you know, and, and sort of in, enjoy life a bit. I'm not sure. I'd, as I said, he's going to be living on his own terms. It's not as if he's been sat out. I don't know. How old is he? Anyone know? 79, I think. 73. 73. So, you know, to me, if I was him, I just you know put, put your feet up and enjoy watching football. I'm sure you'll get like you know punditry roles and all that sort of um, palaver. But I'd be surprised if he goes anywhere else. He got nothing, nothing else to prove, you know. And I, I really like the guy. I, I've always yeah really highly of him. He, he comes across well. He's he's quite honest. I, I think yeah, I think he's done a really good job. Most of the places he's been okay. Liverpool wasn't a great success for him, but. You know, he did well at Fulham, didn't he? You know, and I, I think good luck to him. You know, we, we, I think he's been a good manager. Great man and great manager. And moving on to Wednesday, one game on Wednesday. Now it's at Stamford Bridge, a massive game for the European places. One team going for the Champions League places and the other showing how the mighty have fallen going for the European Conference League. And it was the European Conference League team, um, hopeful, sorry, that come out on top. I'm talking about Arsenal winning away at Chelsea 1-0. That was thanks to a goal from Emil Smith-Rowe after a brilliant link-up from um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I mean, Lloyd, turn up for the Bucks, this. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's classic Arsenal. Like, what is the point turn up now when there's no point? <laughs> like, like, yeah, really happy. Great win. Done the double over first time since 2003. So that's brilliant. Emil Smith-Rowe, he's arguably, I think he's my favourite player at the moment. Uh, but, but it's like, what's the point? Like, it, it doesn't really mean anything. Like, for us. Like, we're probably still going to finish around eighth. Like, it, we might get the Conference League. But, like, where was that when it really mattered? I think I think really we should need to focus on next season. And, like, a lot of the positives on that game, like Emil Smith-Rowe playing, playing really well. Uh, like, They'll be really good for next season, where we need to push, push back into that top six. Do you think you'll get European football this year? Uh, I reckon we'll finish with the Conference League. I'm not sure if I want that, but like we'll just play under 23s in it basically. But you know, first British team you would be to be in it, at first English team to be in it. So yeah, that is it is a European trophy, so. but it's also like. It's, it's like Spurs winning the Cowboy Cup after a 10-year drought. It's like everyone's just going to say it doesn't count. <laughs> well, if you count the community shield, I suppose this counts as well. But um, as we said, you know, finally a clean sheet for Arsenal, finally another win. But for Chelsea, on the other hand, obviously they got the FA Cup final on the weekend coming up. Um, they got obviously the Champions League in a few weeks, which is now being played in Porto, which obviously we'll say later. Um, do you think that we said I said a few weeks ago is this going to be a bit of a blip towards the end of the season is this possibly a bit of a concern for Chelsea for you Alex now they've lost to Arsenal could they possibly drop out the top four and that Champions League possibly be a top four game for them I'm not sure as I said I didn't see that game so I can't comment about dominant Arsenal were I saw, I saw the team sheet and 
I know they made a few changes, but still played Kepa strong. starting over Mendy. Yeah, you know, but it was sort of a strong team. So, I, yeah, Chelsea are a weird team. I'm still not convinced of Chelsea. They, I, I, I don't know. They, they're weird to watch. They're not very exciting to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, they are good. Obviously, they're good. Um, I'd be stupid not to say they're not. But I find them a bit boring and a bit one-dimensional. I honestly think if Werner doesn't play, they don't create anything anything at all. So he has become totally vital, even though, okay, he hasn't had the impact that you and Matt quite rightly said he should have. He, he's vital for them. If he doesn't play, they literally do not, they don't seem to do anything. They don't do not. So I don't know. I, I think it's a big, big worry, but I don't know. Leicester, Chelsea, that's a massive game in the FA Cup. I could go either way. And I suppose a Champions League final could go either way. So I think they'll get top four and I think they'll win one of the Champions League or the FA Cup. Sure. Well, it's a massive game for Chelsea and Leicester. Obviously, the FA Cup final on Saturday, and then obviously midweek games next week against Leicester yeah. as well, isn't it? So, but, but Leicester are a bit, as I said, they've they've sort of faltered a bit, haven't they? Last couple of games, losing to Newcastle at home, so you don't know what they're going to bring to the table. So I think it's it's quite an interesting season end for for those two. So, like, who knows? <laughs> Lloyd, obviously, from an Arsenal point of view probably looked at the team sheet and thought Chelsea was strong either way. But when you saw, for example, Billy Gilmore, youngster, who's been brilliant when he's played for Chelsea, but Jorginho, um, you know, no Werner starting. Obviously, they had Pulisic, Mountain Havits up front, and they had Kepa in goal. Did that surprise you a little that they didn't take it as serious, you know, as they probably should have done to confirm the top four? Because if they won against Arsenal, I think I would have been job done really but like Leicester but do you think that they did underestimate you or do you think it is understandable considering they have got a cup final on the weekend uh, I, th- I think they underestimated us uh, like in terms of Chelsea for them I think they should aim for top four instead of the cup and like it's not a midfield team of Gilmore and Jorginho like when you're going against Thomas Partizan someone has way more pace and power and more technical ability like you're never going to win that battle. I think I think Party really showed second half. It just why we paid that much money for him. Like I thought he was really good, and like the team they played just wasn't really good. Like they played Kit Zuma again as well, who's just like, well he's just he's just nowhere near the level of Rudiger. And obviously, and then they brought on Giroud, Hudson Odoi, and Ziyech. So Werner didn't even come off the bench, which was a bit surprising to you, was it, Lloyd? I suppose when you saw the subs. <laughs> You could have a team of Verna running up Rob Holden for 90 minutes and you keep him on the bench. Like, uh, they beat City by playing by playing the long ball to Verna and then having a sprint on to him. They could have easily done that with us. Like, we played, we played Gabriel as a centre-back and then Pablo Mario and Rob Holden, who both were quite slow, really. Verna easily could have outpaced them. And I, I, I thought it was a perfect game for him, but... Well, apparently two goals look different. I think the main concern, I think Werner's played a lot recently. Like he played, you know, like I think he started a quite, like every game in a, in a quite a frequent succession. So I think that was maybe the worry. Yeah, but, I, I don't think they really had like any rest games really either. Like they've all been quite crucial. And one player that has impressed me this season, uh, or surprised me possibly, he was on loan in Turkey last year, is the king of Egypt, no, not Mo Salah, the better player, Mohamed El Nani. I mean, you know, he hasn't been world class, but he he's been quite good. Yeah, he Lloyd. 
I really like him. Uh, like you said as well, King of Egypt. Um, there's Mo Salah ever scored at the Burn about? No, Mo Elneny has though. Uh, I really like him. Salah he's he's, he's really tidy. <laughs> I bet you Elneny could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, I really like how he's played recently. Like especially looking at the role he's played. Just winning the second ball, doing a lot of running around. Like we've recently been linked a lot to uh, Eves Basuma from Brighton, and I think he would genuinely be perfect for that role. And like I, oh, I, I really have a big game in this summer because that'd be a great midfield. I think Ian White said he should stay away from Liverpool, Man United, and um any of the top six teams. I think he said in an interview the other day, which obviously you know as much as they aren't top six would include Arsenal. So I don't know what Ian White was possibly going at there. Obviously, I I don't know, but I think he was. He has been obviously good for Brighton this year but obviously the other big transfer regarding Arsenal before we move on is David Luiz loads of reports are saying he's set to leave he's being linked with some MLS teams as well trying to find out that as well but can you see him leaving uh, yeah, he, he's definitely gone. But like, he's, like he's th- like he's still a really good defender. He's had a really good season, but he's 34. Like his body's breaking down, and like well, I don't think he's really that happy here. Uh, apparently, there was well, there was a quite dodgy report earlier in the season that only him and William requested that Arteta got sacked, and apparently they're both leaving now. So uh, I think he's the best for everyone. And obviously, you've said you stick by Arteta and whatever, but. You know, you've been linked with Ryan Bertrand because obviously he's announced he's leaving Southampton. I think he'd be linked with Man City, AC Milan, and Monaco as well. Would he be someone you'd be interested in? Uh, yeah, like I, we definitely need backup for the left back spot. I would prefer someone a bit younger though. Yeah, I suppose you know, as we said, it will be interesting to see what goes on in the summer. Obviously, incomings and outgoings to Arsenal because, as I said, you've been linked with. Loads of other players as well, but um, as you said, a really good win and possibly a lot of people saying, oh, you might not get European football for what, is it 1992-93, last time you didn't get it, I think, as well. So, um, yeah, I suppose I think you probably will get it now. And I think you were telling me, Lloyd, is it the first time you've done the double over Chelsea since 2003? Yeah, yeah. Like... Obviously, in 2003, we went invincible. I wish that had any relevance, but... <laughs> well, you know, always next season, I suppose. Um, I've been saying that for the past six years about winning the league, but um, it's always next year, I suppose. And, and then moving on to the main day on Thursday, the early game, nothing really to talk about. It finished 0-0 between um, Everton and Ast- Aston Villa and Everton at Villa Park, really. Nothing really to talk about in there other than Everton bottling a, a European place again, Max? No, I mean, I think you know, maybe one talking point you could sort of say is uh, Martinez, really. I think he's fantastic again. Um, and I think, you know, he's a fantastic signing. And I mean, I'm and, oh, really get and Jack Greenlish back. True, which is kind of worrying, seeing as Spurs have to play them. Um, no, I mean, I think Aston Villa have had uh, quite a good season. I mean, talk about just an overview of how they've done this season. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I think I think Martinez had a, quite a large part to play in that. So, yeah, we saw him keep a clean sheet again. Um, and I think it would be very important for them. I mean, that's the only thing that could really get any sort of, you know, attention from me from this game. 
And then, yeah, obviously we'll have the season review in a few weeks as well. Then the last game of the midweek was between um, the mighty Man United and the lucky Liverpool. They finished 4-2 to Liverpool. Um, outside of the ground beforehand, obviously a lot of protests were going on again. A lot of people were saying, oh, are we going to have it called off again? Luckily, the um, fans weren't out of hand this time and it was kind of a good job, really, because we got a brilliant game. Bruno Fernandes scored scored his first open play goal against the big six. So he hadn't got that target on his back um, anymore, even though he was a bit lucky because he did come off Nat Phillips. But no, it goes down as a Bruno goal. Then Jago Jota equalised as well. Um, Nat Phillips with a strike and then Jota with a little flick on. Firmino scoring one just before half-time, then one just after half-time, which really put Liverpool in control. Then Marcus Rashford, brilliant finish. Um, to get us back in the game. But then on the break, poor from Paul Pogba, who had a poor game, really. And Matic didn't do any better. Then Mo Salah um, calmly finished it. Nothing you weren't expecting anything different from him as well. So Liverpool winning 4-2. Wan-Bissaka and Cavani with the assist for us. And then Nat Phillips, Curtis Jones and the main man on the night, Trent Alexander-Arnold with two assists as well. But Alex, your view on Man United first? Shocking! You, it should have been twelve. Honestly, Liverpool ripped you to shreds. We could have never No, no. Listen, listen. No, no, you ripped, they ripped you to shreds. It just shows in Man United you haven't got it with Ollie. You had two games against Leicester and Liverpool. I got no issue with the Leicester two-one. Yeah, yeah. But you was, you had one shot on target against Leicester last night. Liverpool were the better team from start to finish. I don't care no, what not first, saying. not first twenty-five minutes. Yeah, they were they, they were better than you first twenty-five they, not minutes. Not first twenty minutes when we got a goal, we was all over them. Then we no, you were all over them. I I I think Allison didn't make it a, a proper save, did he? Or well, you know, Cavani should have scored after about five minutes because obviously Allison gave away that ball. Yeah, so it was all Liverpool mistakes. It wasn't Man United's great play, and I thought I thought I thought it was just embarrassing. And then you got your wonderful worldy Ollie. Now you're three-two down. And he brings on Matic. Matic! They couldn't score in a month of Sundays. And, and no one says a word. The guy is laughable. The guy is a clown. And until you get rid of him, you are never, ever, ever winning anything. Because the we guy have... does no, I have no idea what he's doing. You won't be saying that on May the 20th. I still will. Because to be fair, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Roy Keane's commentary and punditry, but he summed it up. You were chucked yeah. out the Champions League. You weren't good enough. You got into the Europa League, like, like you said. Well, okay, you were great. I think it was a bit of a stupid comment from Wakey, though. What? I, I've been saying it for for weeks. Fred and McTominay, you were never no, no, ever, no, no, ever going to win that. the league. But but the comment about the Europa League is it's a European trophy at the end. They guarantee if he was playing, he would accept it. But he wouldn't so play I, in the Europa League. He would. And that's the problem. It's devalued, and we all know it's devalued. It's, it's a you know, great little cup, but we'll carry on. But it's, it's nothing. And for, you wouldn't said, be saying that if Cardiff were in the final. Yeah, but that's, you, if you're comparing Cardiff to Man United, I will take that all day. To me, it just showed that Man United are absolutely light years away from City. They're light years away from Liverpool. If I'm brutally well, honest, we're, clear, I think, we're quite clearly not because well, Arsenal second because... was higher than fifth in the league. Yeah, that's on, you got context of it. Yeah. In the context of it, you got no Van Dijk, no Gomez. Now those players will get into Man United's team tomorrow. So when they bring those two back, Van Dijk, yeah, they get the, they get the team no, injured. Go, not Gomez over you, Maguire. You had two centre backs yesterday. They were pretty much fresh out of um, you know, 
um, a youth squad, and you you lost four two. I just, I, I just well, if that doesn't it's... show how far you're behind, is and I'll be fair, Bruno Fernandez. I didn't see him do nothing other than moan and look at his lip for blood again. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. He guys got he guys goal though. Well, own goal, yeah, but um, well, it, I, well, it, it was the Bruno Fernandez goal. I I just thought it just showed to me that when Liverpool have those two back. And they'll probably sign someone else. They possibly could lose Marnie because I look like he was having a bit of a strop like yesterday. He didn't want to. I don't know if that, he'll go. Yet he hadn't seemed happy for a long time. But I also thought I think Salah might go. Could have scored. PSG. A, I could have scored a lot more than you. I, I think they could have been seven, eight, nine, two, and it wouldn't have been. Yeah, a, we could have scored a lot more, like like Roy Keane said and Graham Sooner said. Liverpool defensively weren't the best, so we should have taken more chances. When Green, I think I thought Green would. We're, weren't the best. You're taking the two best defenders out of the team. No, but I thought Greenwood, when Greenwood come on, we looked, and Jamie Redknapp said the same, when Greenwood come on, we looked really lively, didn't take our chances, he had that one cleared off the line, then the rebound, he, you know, he scuffed it a little, I thought he should have started, I know he played against Leicester in midweek, I thought he should have started over possibly Cavani or whatever, I thought Pogba was useless again. Yeah, he was poor. As as I said, Matic when he it was just a wrong decision. Fred was was poor defensively. We were shocking. I had a lot of expectations for Eric Bay to do well. Obviously hyped up a lot. People saying he should start, but I never thought I'd say this. But we really missed High Maguire. Lindelof had a shocker. Dean Henderson had a, a shocker as well. I mean his positioning for that Salah goal was just shocking. Then he made the error for the Firmino third goal as well. I thought he was poor. Um, I just thought, obviously, Fernandez, even though he got his goal, I agree, he was quite poor. Rashford was all right, but, you know... I, you I, think, just, I, I think you're like years behind the top clubs, and I, I still think... I'm saying like, like years behind. I, I, think if, I think what we need, we need a Harry a Kane, a centre-back... I'd have thought, Leon. What? I'd have thought, Leon. Go on. If you sign Harry Kane, who takes the pens? That's a good point. <laughs> Very good point. But it's it's a good. Uh, no, no, in Ali, probably be the keeper. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a good. I think we need to sign another centre back to go with High Maguire because that's the depth we're lacking in. I think we need to sign a def- so centre. How many bet. players do you think then to 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 to, to really compete? Four. For the time? So four players. So say you I, so you're talking four players are going to cost you what? No, bear in mind, if you're talking Harry Kane, one of them, that's going to be 150 mil bang. So you're talking, think, what, another 150 million for those three then, I would I, suggest? I think, yeah? I think we need Harry Kane, as I said, striker. I think we need another centre-back because we're lacking yeah. in depth in the centre-back. Because you look, when Harry Maguire's out injured, I know you've got Bayer Lindorf, and then it's a massive drop to two and Zabie, obviously has done well in some games and poor in others. So now, um, so now what you're saying, in the off-season, to become viable, you've got to spend between yeah, 250 we, and 300 million pounds. Yeah, and which, wisely, which okay. hopefully this time. You've got that. But don't you think Liverpool have got that? Don't you think Chelsea have got that? Don't you think Man City have got that? Yeah, but I think, as I said, I think we need a centre-back. We need a proper, you know, Fred's done all right. He's had his good games, had most bad games. As a, we need another centre defensive mid. I think we need another midfielder to replace Pogba, and then we need Harry Kane. So it's four players well, in total there. That's that's easy done. No, I'm not saying that. You need new manager as well. No, I. No, no, I I stick with him. No, no, I I no. I would 
we'll agree on that. I think four players and we could win the league next year if yeah, we bring in if we bring in Harry Kane, a centre back, I don't know. Yeah, but all you keep saying Harry Kane, which is fine, but you're not giving any other names. But what I'm saying is if you do do that, which you might like I'm saying to you, surely Man City are going to um, put on top of their squad. They're, they're going to lose Aguero, but they're not going to probably lose anyone else. Liverpool are going to probably add. I think you've got Van Dijk back, you've got Gomez back, you've got obviously perhaps Mane or Salah, whatever it might go, you could be right. But they're still going to be very, very strong. Chelsea, again, with the money they've got, are going to go and invest as well. So it's not not a guarantee if you spend this £300 million, not, not, not Don't get me wrong, Harry Kane would improve any team in the world. But it's very difficult for you then to say we would then go for the league because the other teams are surely going to do the same as you. Well, and, well and yes, to... but the Glazers the other day said they'll come out and support us financially. So what a better way than this summer to go out and buy Harry Kane. And you said I don't mention any names. I think possibly a cooler barley at the back. I think, is it who are Liverpool signing from Leipzig? Is it Canate? Um, okay. yeah. As well, obviously, he's done done a lot. I think Koulibaly... He's, I think he's agreed terms with Liverpool. So oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's been going around the past week. So, he's agreed terms. So, it's just probably the fee now and what have you. I think if we can get possibly Koulibaly, if we can get Jack Greenlish to replace a Paul Pogba, um, and then it's just a central defensive mid, Dan. Um, do, you, do you really think Jack Greenlish has got the consistency to be better than Pogba? Yeah, if Green is stays fit. Oh, fair play, that's a... I mean, you, you have Rashford on the left there. So yeah, surely you'd rather keep Pogba. No, I'd, I'd rather get rid of him. The Real Madrid I didn't even think he's really a like for like Grealish for Pogba there. I'd, I'd, I'd rather... No, I'd rather, I'd rather start Greenwood. Now, a lot of people say... I said before, I don't rate Greenish. I thought he was overrated, but this season's shown it as well. He's just... Our little man's up and say he's proved me wrong that he's been world class. I know he's been out since what February. Massive step up to United though, massive step up. I know, but I think he's ready for it. I think he gets in every Premier League team in in the league now. What? I think he gets in Man City team, Greenlish gets in Liverpool's team, Chelsea. That's, that's a statement. I don't know if he. I think based off this season, yes. Not but sure I'm not City, sure. I think everybody. Yeah, I'm not sure about City. It's getting over Mano. I think I think he gets in the Man City's team over Sterling. What, over Sterling, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one either. I I I think Sterling's Sterling's had a terrible season. But he's not in the starting eleven for Man City at the moment, though, is he? Would be. Oh, no, but I'm just saying an option. I'd rather have. Jack Greenish and Raheem Sterling at this current time. But I'm sure you're gonna, you're gonna, you could be in a position now where you've got, you've got certain players like Harry Kane. I'm sure he, he could go to any club. You know, why is he gonna choose United say over City if City want him or what? Well, like, I, like I've always said, I think if Man City don't sign, uh, whoever Man City don't sign out of Haaland or Harry Kane will sign. Mm. And I, I'll stay by that statement. Yeah, it could be right. It's, it's, it's... I, I think if they go for Harry Kane, which I personally think Man City will go for Haaland, I think we'll sign Harry Kane. And then a lot of people have been saying Jaden Sancho, but I don't want Jaden Sancho now. I'd rather go. I'd rather invest in Jack Greenish. No, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think go... I. But in terms of what you need for, for your team, me, you need a right winger. Me. Exactly. Yeah. Possibly, but for me, Jaden Sancho didn't start for England that first game against Croatia. 
I think he just he makes the squad, but I, I think Greenlish, Harry Kane, and who, who else would you? I, I mean, it depends. It depends about about Greenish's end of the season. But in terms of, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I can't speak for Southgate. But in terms of quality, he should start. I'm trying to think of a. I Declan Rice has done well. I don't rate him that highly. A lot of it. I don't think he's he's that he, good. But he he does because he does the job he's there for. I think for the job he does, he's probably the best in the Premiership for that role he's got. I think Declan Rice. No, I I, I, I love Declan Rice. He's yeah, quality. He's, as good as he's no McTominay. No, <laughs> the Fred. But I think I think Vaudry is the best, or Fabino possibly. No, I, th- I think you're under I think Rice has done for the position. Rice is better than Vaudry. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, if I was Gareth Southgate and Jordan Henderson's fit, I'd rather start Jordan Henderson over Declan Rice. We'll start both. They're very different roles. So. Well, if if you had to pick one, I'd rather have Jordan Henderson over Declan Rice. In the you, if if I was Southgate, I'm picking both. I'm starting both of them. Well, obviously, obviously, you know, it depends what South anything goes with Southgate. As England fans will probably know, he could play six of the back against Macedonia, um, whatever, or he could go four in attack against Croatia. What you don't know what he's gonna pick. But if if you had to pick one, I'd rather take. I'd rather play John Henson over Declan Rice, and I'd I'd. I don't know another um, central defensive mid possibly that will come in, but Fernandinho yeah. maybe. No, <laughs> too old and. But, but the trouble is though, it's a, it's a position you're in now with Pogba. I suppose if he doesn't want to go, I don't know what his position is. If does he want to leave? I'm. Well, he's, he's out of contract money. next year, isn't he? So he can, he's free to. Speak, yeah, but he's. But he's it'll be a free deal. Obviously. So he's yeah, but he, so he's not going to go. Sort of this summer, then you don't think he'll stay for another no, year? I, th- I think he will go. I think if he was to leave now, I think it would be this summer instead of going in January. But no one's going to pay him, I wouldn't suggest the money that you're going to pay him, though, are they? Surely. Is he something like 300 well, grand a week? Or I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I thought it it looks like they, they need all the help they can get them, innit? Well, so, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just. I, I think Paul Pogba needs to go. That's, it's not me picking up. I'd leave Paris and see. It's not. I think if I'm looking at the squad, I think that Van der Beek could. I, he's been linked with Roma for 30 odd million. He can play go. for anyone. He hasn't played for you. Well, he'd be looking for yeah. a waste of time, haven't he? Get, get rid of Matic. He's been a good servant to the Premier League and some of us. Get rid of him. Get. I think. I love Matter, but I think his time's possibly got to got to end now. Van der Beek's probably got to go. Um, Fred, possibly you won't get 50 million for him like we paid from Shatler, but try and possibly let him go if we can get in a central defensive mid. And a lot of people saying Gerard De Gea, I don't know. It's, I know Dean Henderson had a poor game, but for me, he still starts for England in the Euros over Pickford and well, Only he's young as well, he's going to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got a terrible defence for him. (laughs) I I think I think when we do the team of the year, for me, Harry Maguire is a solid starting centre back for team of the year in the Premier League. But well, he he started poorly, but I think he has he has come better. I think in the last sort of couple of months. The the problem with him, he's got the ability that he did at Leicester. I know he gets all the Mick Tig and Slabhead and whatever and all this. 
I they can as you said, start season he was poor and now he's you know, starting to pick up solid clean sheets, whatever. He's just hasn't got that consistency to be, for example, I don't know, a Sergio Ramos, the best centre back in the world, or someone like that. Or we do Or Sean Morrison Cardiff. Or Sean Sean Morrison, yeah, well whatever. But he, no, I wouldn't go that far. He's not a championship player, is he? Whatever. But um no, he he's just um but for me he's been I think the best centre back possibly in the Premier League this season. Like, what over but, Diaz? Sorry, one of the best centre backs oh. in the Premier League this season. I didn't. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say the best. I said one of the best centre backs. I think, I think probably Ruben Diaz. When we discuss, it's probably been one of the player of the season, which you know is talking point for when we do team of the season. Um, in a few weeks as well. But for Liverpool, as they said, that's a massive boost towards top form. We could have possibly, you know, denied Liverpool top four. But, you know, our aim was just to make the top four race more exciting. That's, you know, that's the way we like it. But do you think Liverpool do get top four for you now then, Alex? Yeah, well, they got West Brom tomorrow, haven't they? And in the Palace. You would fancy them to win all those games because they got but, you know, they got nothing but else. To play the for. Palace last game of the season is at Anfield. Yeah, I, I don't know. I to be fair, I I've said for a while. I think I think they will. Um, I um, think they'll get third. I said a few weeks ago. I think awesome. they'll get third. Yeah, I I don't know. As I said, I I think Liverpool in a season where they've got to get their players back fit. They've got to sort of get a bit more rhythm, and they're surely not going to have a season like they have this year. Because Mane no, has been poor. Salah has still been good, but he hasn't been... You think Salah happy. will leave it? Obviously, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you take the mick out of Salah. No, as I said last week, I have high expectations. I know he's challenging for the golden boot. He's been poor since Christmas, which you can agree on as well. He had a brilliant start the season. But, you know, he's been a really good servant to Liverpool. But do you think it will end this summer? Will he go, for example, to PSG? I hope not, because I like him in the Premier League and I like watching him. Um, but... Yeah, obviously everyone's got their price, and but I I don't know Liverpool, Liverpool to PSG is that really a forward I, step? I don't know. I don't think seeing is it's likely that I mean Mane is quite being quite poor. It's more like the heel leave. You're not going to let Mane and Salah leave, are you? No, well, but in, unless they've got a big replacement lined up for either of them, which I think Salah is going to be he's near on impossible to replace, in my opinion. You you, you ain't going to replace him quickly because he's a 25 goal. Not an Mbappe. Mm. What's that? Not Mbappe. Well, I, he's a, well, I suppose if he... I haven't heard Liverpool signing Mbappe. I don't know, but if, if they do, I suppose you could, yeah, you're going to do that because Mbappe's obviously younger and, yeah, i got no issue with that. But I still think Salah is is an incredible player. And I, I think he'd be a loss to the Premiership if he, if he did leave, to be honest. That's just my opinion. Yeah, but for Liverpool, a massive result for them. And as he said... You know, Liverpool fans probably hate me for saying this, but they have got three easier games than probably their rivals. Well, and you would expect them to get nine points, but you have Liverpool fans saying, "Don't say that now," because we all know how poor they've been against the big, um, the bottom half team. Sorry, this season. And then, so the Premier League table. Um, don't think Man City fans. We will mention you win the league. You did win the league. Um, thanks to us, really, because Man United lost at Leicester on Tuesday. So it was a blue moon on Tuesday as they won their, um, was it fourth Premier League title in six years now or something along the lines of that. And Pep said it's the hardest Premier League title 
he's won uh, the fifth time, sorry, they've won it. And Pep said it's their hardest Premier League title yet, which possibly, possibly not. You could say that the one when... There was that one with yeah, where we went the last day. Yeah. yeah, the one with Liverpool when obviously they won by a, was it a point in the end. But, you know, as we'll talk on the season review. But from the start, I think we all questioned whether they get Champions League, didn't we, yeah? At some stage in October, then they've just walked the league and whatever. But you know, congratulations to Man City, best team in the, in England this season. Obviously, hope you don't with my Man United hat on. Hope you don't become the best team in Europe. But wouldn't probably surprise me because you know they are just a juggernaut of a team. I mean, on, on paper, they already are. Yeah, I, I'd probably say on paper, Man City are the best team in the world, but. You know, they they got to prove it against Chelsea, I suppose, and they so they top 35 games played, 80 points champions them, um, and then the rest of the table. Man United all have played pretty much, sorry, all have played 35 with some teams playing 36 because they're not playing on the weekend. So 36 games played, Man United 70, Leicester 66, Chelsea 64, Liverpool go up to fifth now, 35 games played, 60, West Ham dropped down a place to six. 35 games, 58 points. Tottenham, 56 points, 35 games in seventh. Also dropping down because obviously he didn't play. Everton missed a chance to go six. Uh, 56 points, 35 games played. Arsenal, 55 off 36. Leeds going to the top 10, 50 points, 35 games played. Villa dropping down a place, 49 points, 35 games played. Then all played 35, actually, the bottom half, which is quite useful. Wolves 45, Crystal Palace 41, Southampton go up to 14th, 40, Brighton go up to 15th, 39, Newcastle going up to 16th, 39, Brighton dropping down to 17th, 37, then the three relegated, Fulham 27, West Brom 26 and Sheffield United 17. Then the weekend's action in the Premier League, we'll have a show on the midweek games because there's full programme in midweek action next week with fans returning crucially as well but we'll talk about that on Monday after these weekend games so, was it Friday 14th of May tomorrow Newcastle against sorry, tonight sorry Newcastle against Man City 8 o'clock Sky Saturday Burnley leads half 12 BT Southampton Fulham 3 o'clock on Sky Brighton West Ham 8 o'clock on Sky then Sunday 4 games Crystal Palace Aston Villa 12 o'clock Sky Tottenham against Wolves, 5 past 2 on Sky. West Brom, Leicester, half 4 Sky. And then Everton, Sheffield United, 7 o'clock on BT. And then on Saturday night, obviously it's the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Leicester at Wembley. And that is a quarter past 5, uh, half 5 kickoff, sorry, on both BBC and BT, which takes um, your choice there. Um, for you, Alex, quickly, who wins the FA Cup, Chelsea or Leicester? I'd like Leicester to win, but I think Chelsea will come through tomorrow. You, Max? No, I think it'll be a really good game. Um, but uh, no, I think I think Chelsea will win. Yeah. You, Lloyd? Yeah, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea easily. And Brendan Waters, he's genuinely one of the biggest bottlers ever. He bowls top four with Leicester every season, and he bowled the league with Liverpool. I, I don't even think Leicester will get a top four. Like they have to get a point of Spurs and Chelsea. I don't. I don't see that happening. And you were just about I, to say, I, I think Chelsea win the FA Cup. And who's going to get the the top four? Obviously, Man City, Man United, guaranteed Champions League. Third and fourth for you, Alex, going into the final three games. Four games. 
I'm going to go Liverpool. Liverpool stage? Possibly. And I'm going to go West Ham. <laughs> Liverpool and West Ham? Yeah, is that, why not? Is that your head or your heart? I think it's a bit of my heart. I'd like to see West Ham get. I think Liverpool will get in. And I... oh, it's going to be Liverpool-Chelsea in it. Sorry. Okay, Liverpool-Chelsea. I, I'd love to see West Ham in it as well. That's, you know, because I'd love to see an underdog in it as well. I'm going to go for Liverpool third and Chelsea fourth. And I think Leicester will finish sixth, actually. I think they'll they'll drop yeah. out. Yeah, I, I think I think you'll be... Man, Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, West Ham, Leicester, and then probably Arsenal or Tottenham and Everton. Then, I, no, but Max, you're disagreeing now. Who's third and fourth for you? I think it's Leicester and Liverpool for me. Leicester and Liverpool. Where does Tottenham finish? Out of interest. Oh, um, we're lucky we don't finish eighth. To be honest, with you. Um, <laughs> seventh, probably stay the stay side. So I don't know. I think, I think Leicester are going to do Spurs last day of the season. And you, Lloyd? Third and fourth? Yeah, and Ivor can Chelsea third, Liverpool fourth. It'll be really entertaining last day. There's a lot going on. There will be, obviously, European Conference League, Europa League places as well. And luckily for Man United, Man City and the three relegated teams, unfortunately for them, they've got nothing to play for, like half the teams in the Premier League. So it will be quite enjoyable to go and watch but that's it for this um, midweek action from the Premier League we'll be back on Monday now to talk about the weekend action as Liverpool will be hoping to gain more ground on the top four West Ham will be looking to also gain um, more points on Chelsea as well to take them three points behind could West Ham possibly do it well they need to be they need to win their game on the weekend to prove that but that's it as I said for the St Martins Football Show thank you for listening and goodbye
the ball, the ball, the ball, the ball, the ball, the ball. 